At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is hour three of four here on VEASAN Live Bet Saturday, and I'm your host, Andy Burke, live in Chicago, alongside Jared Smith there in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. We are sweating out plenty here on this Saturday evening with tons of college hoops ongoing. Uh, Kent State Toledo, one of those games that I'm sweating out is how telling Jared off air that Kent State was a team that couldn't miss if they tried. 60 to 59, though, Toledo uh, giving me a little bit of hope here. Jared minus one in the hook in favor of Kent State on the live line. Minus 125 on the money line for Kent State. Toledo is even money. Total 161 in the hook. A little bit different pace than that Duke and Virginia game, huh, Jared? Yeah, and again, <laughs> not to go back to what we were talking about earlier, but I just, I, you have to give me a really compelling reason to bet an over in a Virginia game, and and Duke could be that reason, and who knows, mm-hmm. maybe Duke just puts the pedal down, and eventually, we were talking during the break, the only issue that I see is is Virginia now falling into a pretty big hole, at least by their standards especially, they don't really know how to play fast. So if they're down 10 in the second half, that's where I see the struggles really because then they're taking shots that are very uncharacteristic of their offense, which is a very maybe arguably the slowest, most methodical offense in the country. They're a little bit more offensively inclined than maybe prior teams, but I think prior teams had more talent. I mean, they had NBA guys on that uh, mm-hmm. championship team from a few years ago. There are no NBA prospects on this year's Virginia team, except with the exception of maybe Kai Clark, who was, of course, on that team. So it, it, it's a very different um, style between these two. 
and and Duke style so far. I wouldn't call it explosive, but they're just getting good shots and they're making them, and they've got an early lead. And I, I, I thought the play here all along was just Duke to win the game, and you could have bet it multiple different ways. I thought the spread was short enough to where you could have played it on the money line, but I, I think Duke's going to win this game. I think they've been the best team in the ACC over the last few weeks. And again, it goes back to our recent conversation, that recent form we're starting to see teams like Duke, like some of these other high-major, overachieving UCLA-type teams. Houston's been in, in this category all year, and, and they're in a conference that it's tough to really gauge where they're at. But I'll be honest, if Duke gets a favorable draw, they're going to be going pretty deep in my bracket. Yeah, 17 to 11. They've got the early lead over Virginia. Live number for that game, six in the hook, total down to 112 and a half. Minus 115 both ways, minus 350 on the money line for Duke, plus 260 on the buyback for the Cavaliers of Virginia. Another game we are sweating out going head to head here. FAU up 27 to 17 over UAB. Five in the hook is what FAU now is laying. Total at 150 in the hook. Talking about teams that can't miss. Uh, FAU went on a nice little spurt there, huh, Jared? Yeah, FAU shooting over 50% from the floor. They're shooting 57% from three. And UAB, the exact opposite. Five of 21 from the field, two of nine from three. They are five of five from the line. Um, Turnovers relatively even so far. Rebounding, FAU's got the edge on the glass. I I would say it's been all boxes checked for the Owls so far. And this is one of those games where one team has a chance to clinch a bid and go to the NCAA tournament, and that's UAB. The other team is in no matter what. And I've been impressed with how FAU started this game, considering those situational circumstances, certainly favoring the Blazers. UAB's fighting for their tournament lives. Florida Atlantic knows they're going to be playing next week no matter what. Clearly, it has not impacted the Owls so far. All right, Jared, let's go back into the futures conversation. I know you threw out some teams that you're putting higher hopes on for the tournament And I want to rifle off a couple to you, and I want to take it team by team because I want to get your thoughts after I list them out. And I want to start with a longer shot here. And not necessarily, again, when I'm looking at futures, Jared, I'm not necessarily doing it all the time in terms of like, I'm doing it because I for sure think they're going to win. I'm putting all this confidence in them. No, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, you want to bet them because they are giving you the chance to do it. But also a lot of... A lot of times my philosophy is the price they are right now. I don't think it's going to be that when it's coming down to the wire in a couple days, couple weeks, whatever it may be. And then I'll have the opportunity to cash out because these books allow you to do that. You have websites like PropSwap where you could sell your tickets. There's a lot of ways to capitalize a profit on some of these futures. So with these longer shots, again, a team that I'm looking at, for example, maybe Miami, right? The Hurricanes, a team that can certainly hit a stride offensively. I don't know if they're good enough to win the whole thing, but Jared, I think this team could be good enough to get to the Elite Eight. And with them sitting as high as like 40, 50 to one, again, you're going to have a chance if they get that far to cash out and make a profit. Do you think Miami could be a team worth pulling the trigger on? Or are they good enough to get that deep and potentially set you up to make some money? Offensively, they fit the profile. I think they've got two elite guards, Wong and Pack. Pack's been a little banged up lately, so you keep an eye on, on his status down the stretch. He played in the ACC tournament, but, but he missed some time right down the stretch of, of, of the season um, with an injury there. And 
I do think they're coached well enough to be in that position, but defensively is where I struggle with them. They're outside the top 100 in Ken Palm's ratings. If you look at uh, Torvik's recent form, they're also outside the top 150 in defensive efficiency since Valentine's Day, basically. So I, I think that's where I struggle with Miami. I, and we talked about this two weeks ago with JVT. Um, we did a very uh, interesting debate on if there was an ACC team worthy of an Elite Eight run. I think Miami is in the mix. I think Duke has inserted themselves into the mix now. I, I would put Miami behind Duke in terms of okay. teams that I view in the ACC with a legitimate chance to make a tournament run. I think Miami is very capable. And, again, when you have two elite guards, like I just mentioned, Pack and, and Wong, and you're a well-coached team, you've got a chance. But defensively is where I worry um, with the Hurricanes. And you saw it the other night against Duke. Gave up 85 last night and didn't really have an answer for the Blue Devils. So we'll see what draw they get. I, I think they need to face like a Virginia kind of team. That isn't mm -hmm. going to put that offense or that defense in, in, in dire straits. But they certainly have some of the ingredients, I would say, to make a Final Four or at least an Elite Eight Sweet 16 type of run. All right, this next team will have different thoughts pending on what happens tonight, or maybe you won't, who knows, but I'm taking it to the Pac-12, and I'm looking at Arizona. Arizona's been a team that I've had my sights set on for quite some time, and I haven't pulled the trigger on them in any capacity for a futures bet, but their odds have heightened, meaning you can get a better price on them based on what you could have got in like January and in the beginning stages of February, and you're seeing them as high as 17 to one in some shops, to make it or to win the championship rather plus 360 at BetMGM to make it to the final four. And again, if you're doing to make it to the final four bet, no, you're not getting as high of a price, but you have a better chance to cash out and profit because if you get to the elite eight, the team you have a ticket on as a favorite, you can make a profit that way. But nevertheless, Jared, Arizona, is this a team that you would be putting some stock in? Again, you're seeing 12 to one at BetMGM. Some other spots have it as high as 17 to one. Yeah, the price certainly is interesting. It's kind of funny the two teams you picked are, are sort of the same team. I would put Arizona maybe mm -hmm. a little more explosive than Miami offensively. They run a much faster tempo, top 10 tempo in the country. But outside the top 50 in defensive efficiency, and that's where I struggle with, with Arizona. And you look at the numbers, uh, Bartorovic's ratings over the last month, they're 71st in defensive efficiency over the last month. Um, and again, going back to my Final Four profile, the average Final Four team over the last two decades since Ken Palm was basically originated, the average defensive efficiency of those teams have been in the mid-teens. So that's a significant – now again, outliers happen. This is the average profile. Certainly there's opportunity for a team like Arizona with their high-end talent. More talent, though, in the front court than the back court. That's where also – I could see them tripping themselves up. They get into a tight game. Turnover percentage has been an issue. And, of course, that defensive efficiency has been an issue for Arizona. So the talent is certainly there. But I think of those two you gave me, Danny, I think I would slightly prefer Miami over Arizona, which might sound crazy. Um, but I think Miami's got the better backcourt. And I think that's maybe why I'd favor the Canes there. Yeah, the price is tempting at uh, as high as 50 to 1 as opposed to 17 or 12 to 1, depending on where you shop. But yeah, like you said, I mean, very high tempo offenses, which 
again, in historical, in the historical sense of looking at it, like you alluded to, doesn't necessarily bode well. But again, I'm kind of thinking of teams that can make it far, looking at the price, hoping it can drop and try to capitalize that way. But you're right. You do want to look to focus on some of those teams. And another team, then the last one I'll hit here is one I do think you may be interested in investing in the Texas Longhorns. 14 to one. We're seeing them. Uh, you're seeing them as high as 25 to one. Then too, they range so much right now. And again, these odds are certainly going to fluctuate based on what we saw today. And then of course, after selection Sunday, but do we look to back the Longhorns in the big dance? You know, it's funny. I, I've been saying this for about three weeks now. I think it, I forget who made this point. It was on one of these shows. I've done so many of them over the last month. I, I, they all blend <laughs> together. But somebody made a fancy, and maybe who knows, maybe it was me, and I'm just forgetting that I actually made the point, um, that the winner of the Big 12 tournament was going to hold a little extra weight compared to some of the other high major tournaments that, let's be honest, in the grand scheme of it, don't do a good job in predicting who's going to do well in the NCAA tournament. But the Big 12 tournament, because it is far and away the best conference in America, and it has been one of the toughest conferences to predict with, let's say, at least a half a dozen teams in the mix all season long, the team that emerged from that pack was going to have a little extra shine on them heading into this week because of just how difficult that conference is to win. So I'm kind of talking myself into a yes on Texas here. The numbers don't wow me offensively. They've been better this sure. week. Defensively, they're fantastic. And, again, they play at a slow tempo. They're well coached now. And I think they would be a team I would take a very hard look at. Okay, there you have it. He's Jared Smith live in Las Vegas at Jared Lee Smith on the tweets. If you want to reach out or follow along at Danny Burke five for myself, Jared and I will be returning here in just a few moments. And when we do, uh, let's switch it up a little bit, Jared, because me being here in Chicago had big news for my bears. Want to pick your brain about that. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to help you get ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets and tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guide. And these guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts such as Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. So sign up today and you'll get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament. It's only $19, folks. So make sure you check it out at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the mix. The show is VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. I'm your host, Danny Burke, live here in Chicago. Our guy, Jared Smith, there in Sin City at the South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa. And look, Jared, uh, you know, we were kind of joking a little bit earlier because I was out there in Vegas with you guys the other week. And I have this reputation. My whole family does, in fact, of whenever we travel, we tend to bring the bad weather with. And when we went to Las Vegas, very windy, very cloudy and snowy for a little bit. Now, I'm not going to complain because in comparison to what it was here, it was still better, but now you guys are getting 70 degrees, so you have that to be happy about. But we do have one thing to be happy about here in Chicago, Jared. What what just transpired with the Bears yesterday, man? I mean, they traded away the number one pick. They give it to the Carolina Panthers. They get the number nine pick this year, the number 61 pick, and you get a first round in 2024, a second round in 2025. Oh, and you get a stud receiver in DJ Moore. I'm ecstatic, man. I mean, I'll, I'll go nuts about this, but it's someone from the outside being yourself. How did you view this trade? Yeah, I think Carolina last year put themselves in a position to make this trade based off of the McCaffrey deal. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a lesson for general managers and team executives that, hey, when your aging running back kind of gets to that point that he's still worth something, but you know you're not a win-now team, which Carolina hasn't been recently at least, that's the time to make the move because those first-round picks, second-round pick, again, these are assets. Some of these assets were acquired and collected in that McCaffrey deal. So it certainly helps that you don't have to give up your first-round pick in 25 and you at least still have another pick to use this year. But they obviously gave up a lot. And the DJ Moore part of the deal I think was the most intriguing part for me Mm -hmm. because 
he not only is someone that, let's say it's C.J. Stroud, at least the market's telling us C.J. Stroud's going to be the pick here at one for Carolina. That'd be a guy I think C.J. Stroud would like to have on his team. Um, but the way that his contract is kind of structured and I would say where he is at his career right now in terms of his talent level and what he's getting paid, it made sense to move him before the league year reset and before he could renegotiate that contract. And it looks like he's going to be Chicago's problem now, but maybe it's a good problem. Um, maybe Justin Fields really, really clicks with him and, and, and that just gives the Bears another element to what should be a pretty exciting offense next year. Um, and again, you have much more um, depth about who the Bears are as a team than than I do. But I, I do think they're a team that is interesting in that division. With Aaron Rodgers, let's say he's moving on. I, I feel comfortable saying that now. Um, with the Vikings losing Adam Thielen and, and having such a good year last season, the regression is the only reasonable outcome for them. And then the Lions, I would say are the best team in the division right now. Um, they would be my pick to win the division right now if I had to make a choice. And I think Chicago is going to have some moments because I think it's obvious that Eberflus and, 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 and Getze believe in Justin Fields, and they're obviously throwing the weight of their assets behind him. We'll see what they do with that ninth pick as well. Maybe they go offense, probably more likely on the defensive side, but I, I think it was a win for Chicago, I, and I think Carolina – had to make that deal. They have an owner that likes to kind of shoot from the hip. And I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, draft now um, that we kind of know who's going to be taken first overall. Yeah, Carolina, like you said, definitely needed to make a deal like that. I was just shocked in the sense of being a Bears fan, seeing the haul that they were able to acquire from it. Because while I'm not knocking them being aggressive to do it, it it's just so much with the picks, which I've expected it to happen and then the bears to get a handful of picks but throwing dj Moore on top of that jerry yeah. is an amazing cherry on top it almost seems like wait you gave him to our team too like exactly <laughs> what you needed and not saying he's like a stefan diggs you know justin jefferson but to the bears he absolutely is a number one receiver to line up alongside chase claypool who can get a full offseason yeah. with the bears darnell mooney repairing from the injury but we talked about him all along. He would be a great wide receiver three, but on the bears, he was a wide receiver. One would still have highlight worthy plays and great moments, but he's not capable of being a wide receiver. One, he doesn't have the size, the frame or necessarily that talent. It's not a knock on him. He's tremendous, but he's perfect in that three role. He got an emerging tight end and Cole Komet. You need to boost that offensive line, which you can with having the most cap space in the NFL, a ton of draft stock now, and just so many other ways to work around it. So I thought it was excellent what Ryan Poles did because at the end of the day, again, yes, Carolina needed to be aggressive, but I thought it was excessive too, Jared, because I don't really think this quarterback draft class is to die for. I, I think it's fine, but I don't think it's great where everybody would freak out and you would sell that much of your Carolina. Maybe if it was a guy, and I don't want to go too crazy, not to the extent of Trevor Lawrence, but something around that, that would make more sense. But we don't even know who's going to be number one if it's Bryce Young, if it's C.J. Stroud. Heck, we were talking about Richardson going number one. Not going to happen, but still the conversation's to be had. So there's not a clear number one to me, which I think you are selling off so much for Carolina, including your top receiver, who would aid your new quarterback. In, in my mind, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, if it's going to be between those two, at best, and this is just going off of what happens in the NFL, I think these guys could pan out to be 
a very good quarterback. I don't think they have the talent of being a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, even like a Lamar Jackson. Like, I don't really see them having that potential, at least, again, in the argument of not giving away that many guys. I guess if you're the Panthers, you see the open division. Yes, Derek Carr goes to the Saints, makes them the favorite, you would imagine. But I, I think you're looking at these quarterbacks going, we're in a win now right mode or win right now mode. And maybe Bryce Young gives that to you. Maybe they believe Stratus. I'm just saying, I guess, I don't think you have a star quarterback to warrant giving up that much. So as a Bears fan, I'm elated. I am ecstatic with that. Thank you very much. We will gladly take that as a Panthers fan. It's not like you're completely giving away everything, but DJ Moore, that's a big, that's a big guy to give up right there in the picks. All right, so be it. But you better hope this quarterback pans out. I just don't know if it was worth it that much. But again, I will take it as a Bears fan. I'm excited. Yeah, I think there's there's things to be excited about on both sides of this trade. I, I, I think as a Bears fan, as a Bears backer, as a Bears better in the futures market, there's upside that you could visualize this year with a team that is now set. They kind of, I don't want to say they have an identity, but they have an offense that I think can be very dangerous. And I think it really all depends on the development of Justin Fields. That is the only thing that matters now. Everything else is pretty much in place. Maybe they need to add to the defense. They lost Roquan Smith, of course, last year in that trade. We'll see what they do defensively. Maybe, you know, that ninth pick will, will be somewhere that they fill with a defensive player. But offensively, I think there's a lot of reason to the upside. And on the other side, you have Carolina. They don't make this move unless they know who their guy is. Um, and I think it's C.J. Stroud. Obviously, that's what the market's telling us. And then you look at the rest of the team, there's holes. But they have the number one pick, and you could sell that as a franchise that has never won a Super Bowl. They've come close once, but they've really never been a, a franchise that's been taken seriously in, in the realm of the NFL in terms of the upper-tier franchises. C.J. Stroud is going to have plenty of leash to develop and learn under a really good offensive-minded head coach in Frank Reich. Obviously, they're going to be reloading on the offensive side when you don't have a starting quarterback and you trade your way your best receiver. There's going to be growing pains next year for Frank Reich as not a first-year head coach, but in this new edition of, of his offense. We'll see what he does with a rookie quarterback and not a lot of weapons. So um, I, I, I think there is optimism on both sides of the coin here, but the Bears are more, hey, we can win right now if Justin Fields is legit. This division is right there for the taking if Justin Fields makes that step. So I, I definitely think if I was a fan of one team or the other, I'm more excited as a Bears fan today. But certainly reason for optimism for Carolina because if they get this pick right, then Carolina might be long-term the winners of this deal. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. I, I guess from my perspective, I just don't know if – CJ Stroud, presumably, if that's him, is going to be the guy who we look back and go, man, it was it was great they did. And maybe he is. I, I think he can be really good. I just don't know if he's, you know, absolutely game-changing and a generational type of guy. Nobody's saying he is. And then from the Bears' perspective, too, yeah, the assumption is you want to make that leap. Ideally, like Hurts and the Eagles did, you're realistically not expecting that. And then if it doesn't pan out, well, then you'll have two first-round picks next year in a more star-studded draft class for the quarterback Maybe you can look to adjust things there. Who knows? A lot of things to be excited about in my neck of the woods. A lot of excitement all around with college basketball. We'll update that next. Stay with us. It is Live Bet Set. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Welcome back into VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. Danny Burke, your host here in Chicago and alongside Jared Smith out there in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa. Jared, uh, like he said, kind of been all over the place here uh, from February to March. We are working you to the bone, my friend. <laughs> We're getting jam-packed with all this college basketball action. And uh, hey, that's a, it's a great time to do it. We've got plenty of action going on right now, like we've been saying. A quick update, because you and I hit on this a little bit in the break. It, we hadn't mentioned it, but just slowly monitoring it. Iona and Maris, they were in a close effort here for a little bit. Iona kind of going away now with this lead. 62 to 53, they have it. 10 and a half is the live number. Even money if you want to lay it with Iona. Three minutes left, but it was interesting for a little bit. And who knows? Maybe some magic can happen here, Jared. Yeah, and again, Iona's been one of those teams that don't really talk a whole lot about them in the MAC, the Metro Atlantic <laughs> Athletic Conference, one of my favorite um, conferences. So fun fact about me, I actually used to, co I, you know, from New York City, I used to work in Westchester. I used to not only cover Iona, but I called a few of their games as well. Huh? Um, so I've got an interesting connection here to the New Rochelle boys uh, and girls. Very, uh, very interesting uh, small campus there in New Rochelle. Not a lot of space there in, in Westchester County. Um, but you, you do get this Iona team that's got one of the nation's longest winning streaks, um, 13 straight heading into this game, and they play in a conference that's obviously a one-bid league. They play in a conference that, let's be honest, hasn't had a ton of success in the NCAA tournament lately, but they have a coach with a very prominent name. And this prominent named coach has been in the tournament for the last few years, and he certainly revitalized his career at Iona, and this coach, of course, is, is Rick Pitino. And it does appear, again, three minutes to go, 12-point lead for the Gales. It does appear that he'll be back in the tournament again this year. And why is that important? Well, it gives him another opportunity to put his name on display. His name already being floated for multiple high major jobs, including the biggest one, I would say, being St. John's in terms of the proximity to where he currently is, New York City, Obviously, Queens, New Rochelle, basically a bridge apart uh, in the New York City metropolitan area. But Georgetown's the other one that has been floated um, for Coach Patino to be perhaps getting some interest, although a lot of names are being floated for the Georgetown job. Uh, where does Iona stand in, in, the, in the grand scheme of, of making a run in the NCAA tournament? Not a great opportunity to do so although they're a little better defensively than they had been in prior years of course this was a team that was in the tournament last year um it didn't quite play out for them uh, and and you've they've had tournament runs in the past they, they had a game against alabama a couple years ago as a 15 seed in the ncaa tournament last year they were in the nit um but it, i do think they're is an opportunity for a well-coached team like Iona to at least scare somebody. But they don't fit the profile of a team that I think would make a run in the NCAA tournament. I think the more intriguing storyline with the Gales, Danny, heading into this week and next week will be the next stop for Coach Patino because, of course, he had the scandal at Louisville. He kind of had to step aside for a while. Now back in the spotlight, multiple years with success at a mid-major, my guess is the next stop is the high major. Yeah, you mentioned Georgetown, St. John's, and even Notre Dame with these coaching vacancies. And uh, I, like you said, like Patino staying around that area with St. John's certainly adds up. That makes a lot of sense. But I want to ask you this, I guess, even if it is Patino, maybe if it's not, what do you think the more attractive job would be 
between Georgetown and Notre Dame? And again, maybe there's a clear cut answer. Maybe there isn't. I mean, Notre Dame, a lot of rich history there, which is the university in general, but Georgetown, that's more successful in the basketball realm. So what do you think it would be for some of these coaches? It's a good question, actually. I I think I would put George, and and I don't know what the recruiting classes are for both. So I'm kind of shooting for the hip with this answer, but my initial answer would be which team over the last five to ten years has been more consistent bringing in high major high school players. And, again, I don't know the answer off the top of my head between Georgetown and St. John's. I would put Notre Dame probably slightly ahead of those two. Just because of name brand recognition, right? Yeah, and, 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 and also I just think a little more stability with that program you know, Mike Bray's been there a million years, and he's done a really good job. They've been to multiple NCAA tournaments. They've been to Sweet 16s the whole nine yards, whereas Georgetown and St. John's just they recently have not tasted that level sure. of success, and there's been a lot of volatility with those programs, head coaches, and, of course, guys, you know, being fired for ridiculous reasons. And, and you know, in Georgetown, it's been a really disappointing Patrick Ewing era and, 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 and John Thompson Jr. before that. Just it, you haven't seen the same stability at those two than you have with Notre Dame over the last, let's say, decade plus. So just based off of that, I would lean Notre Dame. But I'll be honest. You get a couple of guys to come to Georgetown or St. John's. You get a Patino. You get a Micah Shrewsbury. You get someone to come in and change the culture. I think the ceiling at St. John's or Georgetown is higher. Maybe the floor is lower currently, but I think the ceiling with those programs, because of the pedigree, because they are in big cities, I think it's easier to recruit some of those, you know, especially with D.C. and New York City, I would say two of the best high school hotbeds in the country. So is Indiana. I don't want to take anything away from the state of Indiana in terms of their high school recruiting talent for for basketball. But I do think the upside with Georgetown and St. John's might be a little bit higher if you get a Patino that comes in. All of a sudden, the buzz and the energy's back around that program. You get one of those, one or two of those blue chips, and they make a difference very quickly. You can see the light bulb turn on, I think, with, with those two programs very quickly. So I would say floor lower, but ceiling higher for the Johnnies and the Hoyas. Yeah, makes sense. Will be fun to watch it go down, especially with the future pending for one Rick Pitino, his Iona squad looking good against Marist. And uh, hey, we'll see how they can uh, how they can hang in the in the big dance next week. Should be fun in the spotlight going on him for multiple reasons as you just went into. But yeah, fun discussion to have. So uh, that'll be cool to see what ends up transpiring with Coach Patino. Some quick updates here. My bet looking no bueno. It's been looking no bueno for a little bit of time here. Uh, Kent State and Toledo. Toledo put up a fight, man. They were coming back into it. But any time they would have a big bucket, Kent State, immediate rebuttal. 90 to 78, Kent State on their way to the Woo! MAC championship. So, nice scoring game. Mac. <laughs> Yeah, good for you, Kent State. Uh, look, this total closed at 149, but that's what I'm saying, Jared. It was just back and forth scoring, scoring, and scoring. So uh, you're feeling good in that sense if you had Kent State, if you had the over, unlike me, if you had Toledo. But so be it. We move on and look to capitalize on some other games. And hopefully, I'm saying that for this game with Duke and Virginia, I can get an opportunity to do so there because you and I have been talking about this one as well. Duke up 24 to 17, incredibly low scoring Virginia being very Virginia in this game. Uh, Duke currently laying five and a half on the live line totals at one Oh six in the hook money line is minus three fifty. And look, it may seem crazy to want to lay that much, but you and I have been 
you know, pondering the idea of if it's worth laying a chalky spot here with Duke because Virginia, a team that really struggles climbing out of these deficits against a very hot team in Duke. And look, hot in the sense of them scoring 24 points. No, not necessarily, but hot in the sense of them having the lead, them feeling good about themselves. They're doing just that in this game. And I haven't done anything, but I'm hoping that Virginia maybe comes out in the second half here. Jared hits a quick three, maybe goes on a quick spurt to where Duke still has the lead, but you're getting a better price. And then I may look to jump in on Duke. Yeah, he, here's why the money line price might not tell the full story and why I'd be willing to lay $3 with Duke right now. Seven points in this game is is worth more than seven points in in any other college basketball game on the board tonight. Mm-hmm. So that money line price, which is only reflecting a seven point margin, that seven points is like seventeen for Virginia's offense. So it really doesn't give you what Virginia's true odds are to come back and win this game. And I know seven points in a college basketball game, in the blink of an eye, it could get reversed but not in this particular matchup with this particular team that's on the wrong end of the seven-point deficit. So am I running to the window to throw all my chips at Duke Moneyline? No, it's a minus 350 at halftime of a a three-possession college basketball game. There's volatility involved. But if you haven't gotten involved yet in this game and you want to, that seven-point margin, again, is probably more like 10 to 12 real points based off of how slow Virginia plays and just how bad they have been in this game if you want Danny I can read you through the offensive numbers for Virginia it won't take long and it won't be pretty (laughs) they're six of 22 from the field that I I, I'll be honest I think I'm just going to stop there they have more turnovers (laughs) they have more turnovers seven then made field goals six in the game oh my goodness that uh typically not a good recipe for success uh, my goodness. Hey, they got a bucket there, but Duke started out with a quick bucket. So 26 to 20, when Duke got uh, their lead up to eight, then it went to minus $5 at BetMGM. Now back down to minus 350. But hey, we're going to keep monitoring this because I may be looking to jump in on Duke to some capacity. So hopefully the Cavaliers make it a tad bit interesting, and then maybe we can look to make a profit. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on other college hoops games. Jared Smith in Vegas, myself, Danny Burke, here in Chicago. The show, Visa Live Bet Saturday. We'll be right back, folks. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use toward dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, back in action here. It is VEASAN Live Bet Saturday. I'm Danny Burke, live in Chicago, out on the West Coast. Our guy, Jared Smith, there at the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. Happy to be with you on this Saturday evening. Happy we've got some good college basketball action going on. And 
well, maybe I'll refrain from saying good. We've got college <laughs> basketball action going on. Quality of play is up for debate. <laughs> We've been talking about this Duke and Virginia game. Duke leads now 31 to 22. So I don't know if I'm going to capitalize on that opening to get Duke at a cheaper price because now we see them minus a thousand. What you thought they were going to be a while back, they have finally gotten there, Jared, with a nine point lead. A uh, 105 and a half is that total in the game, Ooh. plus 575. <laughs> if you think that Virginia comes back, the, the juice is shaded to the under on the total at 105 and a half, Jared. I mean, if you had to bet it, you still got to look under, right? <laughs> I just, just can't bet it over with any Virginia game ever. Doesn't matter, live, pregame, postgame, alt game, in game, all in game. It doesn't matter. Um, although, at some point, maybe there is a hair of value on the over because it overcorrects, but it just you're just fighting an uphill battle. And again, it goes back. I, I made this reference in the first hour. When you bet an over in a Virginia game, it feels like betting an under in all 100%. the other games in terms of how you feel the stress level, um, the anger that ensues when you watch Virginia literally inch the ball up the court and then take a terrible shot within the last five seconds of the shot clock. It just, It is just a frustrating offense to watch. But, yeah, 53 points total in the game at the under-16 timeout here in the second half, and you need another 53 points in order to get over. I would say that would be a no for me, right? They're already over the halfway mark of the game, and you still need half of the points allotted in a total of 105 and a half in order for it to get over. You've got 53 on the board. You need 53 more to get to that magic, that very magic number of 106 um, to, to somehow hit the over here as it goes now down to 104 and a half. So clearly more time being uh, run off the clock by this Virginia offense as they try to figure out a way to get some offense on the board in this game. Not easy. All right, well, speaking of uh, maybe a lack of offense, uh, FAU and UAB. Now, Florida Atlantic has had no trouble finding some offense here, Jared, but UAB seems like they're not catching any breaks. I know you've been watching this game. I'm just monitoring the box score right now. But 53-36, to 36, Florida Atlantic with the lead, laying 14 in the hook on the live line, total 144 in the hook, a little bit of the juice to the over at minus 120. What have you seen or lack thereof maybe in this matchup thus far? Just absolute abysmal shooting by UAB. Um, they're 13 of 43 from the floor, 3 of 16 from the arc. Now, yeah. they're, they're muscling up on the glass. They're, they're getting a bunch of rebounds. They're eh, forcing a few turnovers, but they're minus 10 on the glass, even though they've got 24 rebounds. FAU's got 34 because, again, when you miss 30 shots – there's going to be a lot of opportunities for rebounds for the other team. So 24 rebounds in a game with 13 minutes left is pretty good for UAB. They're cleaning the glass on their end pretty well, but they're just not making enough shots. And it's a make or miss, you know, they say in the NBA, it's a make or miss league. At this level, at, at, at this stage when it's one and done, it is a make or miss game. And UAB's got everything to play for. And I think it goes back to a very interesting point, and none of it's going to matter after today because all of the, the one-bid leagues are all done after today, and tomorrow we'll just get a few. Actually, I take that back. I think the Ivy League plays their championship tomorrow too. But outside of that, it's, it's mostly the big boys playing their conference championship games tomorrow. All the teams that are playing in those games will be in. So there's not that one-and-done feel 
to those conference championship games. But UAB's in that vibe today. If they lose this game, they're not going dancing. And that pressure clearly manifesting itself with one of their worst shooting performances of the year. This is a UAB team that's one of the best shooting teams in the country this season. So very surprising to see um, Jelly Walker and the rest of this offense. Again, this is an offense that's top 40 in, in Ken Palm full season, and, and they are not playing like it today. Yeah, 55 to 39. Live number now adjusts to 13 in the hook. And again, that total we're seeing right in that mid-140 range, 144 in the hook to be exact. Uh, UAB going to need to start knocking down some shots. He's still got 12 and a half minutes, so we'll see if they can make a little bit of a run here before it gets too late. Uh, on the other side, a game that is relatively new, started not too long ago, just 14 minutes to go in the first half here between Fullerton and Santa Barbara. Uh, Fullerton here, CS Fullerton with an 11-10 lead, one and a half in favor of UC Santa Barbara right now, Jared. Total at 136 in the hook. Now, you and I did not have anything in this game. I leaned a little to the over just because UC Santa Barbara, pretty good offensively. They're shooting 55% from the field, 18th best, according to Bart Torvik, uh, 25th in effective field goal percentage. But both defenses aren't anything spectacular. So I thought that would open up the door for maybe some scoring. The issue and what kept me off of this, Jared, is that typically both of these teams have been slower with their pace and their tempo. So although they may be shooting fairly well quality-wise, it's not happening abruptly. So that's what kept me off of the total. Uh, this total closed at like 130 in the hook. I know some people like the under two, which kind of strayed me away. It's adjusted a little bit to the over with the quick scoring from the start. 134 in the hook is what you're seeing now, what it's ticked up to. I wouldn't do anything still. It's probably going to slow down 13 minutes to go, but yeah, that, those are the only thoughts I had on this one. You, you didn't have anything here either, right? Yeah, of course, the Big West, one-bid league, not a league that's had a lot of success in the NCAA tournament, not a league that I, I would be taking very seriously past tonight um, in terms of games that I'd be very interested in, in tailing one of those teams in that conference. Who knows? Maybe they'll get a decent draw next week. Maybe they'll be a team that can keep things close. But I, I don't expect either of the teams, whoever wins tonight, to be a strong force in the tournament next week. Fullerton beat Irvine last night. They're the, they were the number one seed. They were the best team in the league. Um, and you're right, very slow pace. Both these teams outside the top 300 in adjusted tempo this season. So very tough to kind of see if one of those teams was going to buck that trend and, and try to get some early offense. Doesn't look to be the case so far. Both teams seem to be feeling each other out. Again, about seven minutes in, we're only at about a three-point-per-minute pace. That's not good in a 40-minute game um, with a total that's not less than, than 120, and, and that was not the case here. So not a game I'm probably going to get involved in, and again, not a league that I have a ton of interest in betting once we get to the tournament next week. All right, we are about to hit another break, and I'm just double-checking on something really quick because before we get there, I wanted to dish out a play that I had uh, with the puck really quick, Jared, because this yeah. one is going to drop puck at center ice at the top of the hour. Now, this is actually kind of interesting, and I, it, what I would assume would be in my favor, but I bet the Kings tonight against the Predators, so I snagged them at about minus 155, which in your neck of the woods looks like it is still available, but... Uh, or actually, I guess it's going to be 930. So you still got some time, but we're already talking about it. So I like the Kings in this spot. <laughs> the Kings have been a pretty hot team as of late. They're on a five-game winning streak, Jared. The Predators, they're coming off some tough losses here. Uh, they lost at Arizona, lost at Vancouver. 
look, the end of the road is coming sooner rather than later for Nashville. They're a team that already sold off, and they've been going back and forth, very volatile, and especially on the road, not a team that you're typically wanting to invest in this season. Now, Soros is still okay, the netminder for Nashville. 10-9-3, goals against average on the road, but his expected goals against average is 3.39. And he has gone up against the Kings twice this year, giving up six goals in a span of two games. He also gave up six goals in those two road games, both at Arizona and Vancouver. Now, originally, I thought it was going to be Corpusalo tending the net for the Kings, but now it looks like it might be Phoenix Copley, who's been a revelation for this squad. So even with the assumption it could be him, and even if it's not, I still like Los Angeles. I love what they've been doing lately. Their offense is tremendous. They still got a lot to play for with their seeding out there in the Western Conference, and I think they're going to take the cake with Nashville. So that's what I like in hockey tonight. We'll keep updating those scores, the college basketball scores, and the NBA scores. One more hour to go for Jared Smith and myself, Danny Burke. Stay with us. It is Beast Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.